Welcome to Art Life Conversations, where we talk about all things art life, from the struggles and the wins along the way, to making art, learning, and art history, to talks on business, career, and selling art. No matter where you are on your art journey, here you'll find inspiration, encouragement, and motivation as Kelly shares the real life of a working artist. And now, your host, Kelly Folsom. Hello, artists. Welcome back to another Art Life Conversations podcast. I am artist and teacher, coach, mentor, and your host of this podcast, Kelly Folsom. And today I'm super excited to be talking to you, uh, talking with you about my number one secret uh, to making more money as an artist, okay? Um, And we're going to be digging deep into this topic. So if you are an artist who wants to uh, make more money as an artist and wants to understand how to better go about doing that, then you are in the right place. Um, So here's part of the problem. You can be like the best, absolute best artist in the world. And guess what? You can still be broke. (laughs) You can still not know how to make money as an artist. And this is a very, very frustrating place to be, and I have been there myself. I was there for so, so many years. Um, And so uh, part of the problem is that there are some lies that uh, many of us believe. There are some, just some belief systems around being an artist and making money that I know I myself held as an artist and a lot of the artists that I come into contact with still and knew back then also held some of these um, lies that and limiting beliefs around being an artist and making money. So, um, and this is a problem because, um, you know, it's so demoralizing to uh, work so hard on your craft, to um, get so good and build your skill set as an artist. And for example, have paintings upon paintings or drawings or sculptures or whatever it is that you make uh, in your art stacking up. Okay, and very, very little money in the bank. That is not rewarding. It's actually quite the opposite. It's very demoralizing to be in that position. And the negative side effect of that is that we start to lose interest in, um, in making our art. Uh, because we don't really, we're in obscurity and we don't really see that people value what we do. And so therefore we kind of start believing it ourselves, like that what we do maybe doesn't matter or that people don't value it or people don't appreciate it. So why even go through all this bother and all this hassle and all this headache to um, put all this time and energy into our artwork only to have it just sitting in our studio collecting dust, you know, and piling up. Um, So that you can see, and I'm sure you can feel how um, discouraging that is, how depressing it is. I know I myself in my early uh, days after I, you know, graduated art school really, really struggled with this. Um, problem and it was very very discouraging very depressing and demoralizing to be in that situation yet I did not know what to do about it 
Um, so some other beliefs that are out there and kind of some, some cliches and catchphrases that get thrown around is like, oh, just get so good that they can't ignore you, okay? So, but if you really think about that, and I can tell you that that's absolutely not true, that that is a lie. Again, you can be the best artist in the world and also be broke or be obscure as an artist as well. Um, there are, you know, hundreds of artists, thousands of artists who are in that situation. They have a magnificent skill set. They make amazing, inspired, beautiful work, yet they are struggling. So the get so good that they can't ignore you belief is really a limiting belief because it really puts all of your power outside of yourself and puts it on an external thing. Like you are waiting for validation and approval from somebody else. You're waiting for somebody else to say, to write the check so that you feel good enough as an artist, right? So can you feel that that is um, going to be a limiting thing for you to believe as an artist? And also it keeps you just feeling like, oh, just nose to the grindstone. If only I could get better. If only I would make better work, which is belittling the current work that you do, which you might actually already be good enough to be selling, right? And so it's really like this negative cycle and this negative loop that starts to happen. And again, um, I have no judgment towards anyone for believing this because I used to say that too. I used to think that and say that myself, like, oh, just got to work harder, just got to work harder, just got to get so good that they don't ignore me. Well, I can just tell you that that's not how it works. <laughs> you know, like you have to believe in yourself first. You have to believe in the goodness and quality of yourself and of your work first, and then you have to continuously, you know, put yourself out there um, so that other people will also start to believe in you. But that's kind of more along the terms of marketing, which we'll, you know, discuss in another video. Um, so there's some other beliefs that kind of can hold us back too, like, um, well, you know, you can't do what you love and make money. And of course, there is a pervading kind of starving artist myth that has, has been pervading for centuries, really. Um, and honestly, not every artist um, had this limiting belief throughout, you know, the history of art. It really kind of started up, I think, more, um, you know, I would say probably in the 1900s. Um, sort of like this bohemian lifestyle that artists were these kind of creative bohemians and they were broke and, and all artists are kind of like Van Gogh, like they're inspired geniuses, but they're also broke, right? So I used to say this thing of like, oh, well, you know, I can't have my cake and eat it too. And I used to actually feel guilty. <laughs> I would feel guilty about wanting to make more money as an artist. Um, I would think, well, you know, so many people in the world are uh, don't get to do what they love, don't get to, you know, make beautiful art and go to art school. And I should just be great. I should, should, you know, catching those words too. I should just be grateful, you know, to have this gift 
gift, have this talent, and I'll be happy, you know, with whatever I get financially. Um, so these are things I believed and struggled with, just you know, money blocks that I had. So these are these are some of the really um, deep seated. Uh, beliefs and problems that many, many artists face. And it really does not serve any of us to believe any of these. So, but in this video, I wanted to share with you what ended up happening for me was um, I discovered really a number one secret because if you do not do this thing that I'm about to share with you, stick with me here, uh, nothing else that you do will really work. Okay, and I'll explain why. So the number one solution for you and me to be able to make more money as an artist is to set a revenue goal, okay? You wanna set your revenue goal for the year and then you wanna divide that by 12 and set it for the month, all right? Um, automatically you might be like myself back in the day when I first did this with my first art business coach her name was Alexis Fedor just to give you know credit where credit is due but this is just a basic business principle right but like all of us artists like I know I went to art school and nobody taught me anything about running a business you know um, I was basically just told like to go get my master's degree so that I could teach at a university um, or a college, which I knew I did not want to do, right? Um, so there was really no models or examples for me on how to run a business as an artist, how to make money as an artist. Um, I was just told like basically just get into galleries, but you know, what if galleries don't work for you? And that can be part of your business plan as well. And that can be part of your revenue goal as well. But um, just to, you know, share with you, like I had no idea about setting a revenue goal. And I also have my doubts about setting a revenue goal because I thought, you know, well, so what? So what? So you set a revenue goal. That doesn't mean that you're going to be able to make that money, right? <laughs> um, so some of the other objections that can come up with setting a revenue goal are things like, yeah, but being an artist is cyclical. There are seasons, you know, to making money as an artist. Uh, I make more money at this time of the year and I make less money at this time of the year. But here's the thing about setting a revenue goal. Um, you will be amazed <laughs> whenever you set an actual goal, and there's a number of different ways that you can do this and you know details around it or whatever, but I encourage you to set a goal, of a revenue goal of what you are committed to making this year. And then my preferred way is that you then divide that monthly. It doesn't matter if January is a slower month than December, okay, um, or November when, you know, usually more painting sales come in. You have that same revenue goal month to month to month. Now, you know, in the past, I've worked with people that have recommended setting like um, a, a good, better, best goal. Um, I think that maybe that comes from Todd Herman in the 90 day year. But um, the thing, the thing with that for me is like, 
um, it gives me too many plan B's, right? And we know psychologically that when we have a plan B in place, plan A will not work out. That's just how our human psychology works. So I tend to just set the best goal. I shoot for the stars, you know, and that is my revenue goal. The magic of having that revenue goal, setting that goal, and being 100% committed to doing whatever it takes to make that money, you will be amazed once you do that and you commit to making that money and you develop a plan and you ask yourself, how can I make that money this month? First, you look at how much money do I maybe already have coming in or do I expect to come in? Maybe you're in the middle of a commission. Maybe you teach classes, um, you know, and then, so you would total that up. Here's how much money that I know is coming in um, already. And then you ask yourself, how can I make the rest of this money? What is my plan of attack for this month to make the rest of that money, right? But without the goal, without setting the number, you have to decide on the number and you also have to have a time frame to achieve that in, right? That is just human psychology. That is how our brains work, right? We have to have containers of time and specific numbers to work within. So the very first time that I did this um, was actually not with the, the business coach that I ended up hiring. Um, but it was, um, what was it called? A hundred day challenge. I did this hundred day challenge. I think it was Gary Ryan Blair was his name that ran this 100 day challenge. And it was the very first time as an artist, and I had been out of art school for about five years. It was the very first time as an artist that I set an actual revenue goal for that hundred days. Now that one was, I was doing it for the hundred days total. And I set a revenue goal to make, this is back in 2000. 2014, 2015, I, 2015, I believe. And um, I set a goal to make $25,000 in revenue. I did not care where the revenue came from. It could be from teaching. It could be from painting sales. You know, um, I wasn't attached to how it was going to happen. I encourage you to do the same. Um, and um, but that was the first time I set an actual number in an actual time frame, and then I went to freaking work on that goal. I was so committed to hitting that goal. I was so committed and connected to that goal. I made it so juicy for myself, you know, how it's going to feel to hit that goal. Wow, can I really do this? I don't know, but this is a grand experiment, and I am all in on this goal. And so that's what I did. That was the first time I ever set a goal. And it wasn't for the year. It was just for the 100 days. And I will just share with you that $25,000 at the time was more than half of what I was making in the whole year. Okay. So it was really, really a daunting thing for me to try to hit that goal. It was really a stretch, okay? But I was super excited about trying. I thought, damn, you know, even if I get close to that, that is going to be brilliant. Wow, that's gonna be amazing. And let me tell you guys what, I came probably about $500 or so shy 
of that $25,000 goal and it blew my mind. So ever since then, I've always set a revenue goal. Then I discovered setting a revenue goal for the year, deciding on what I wanted that to be for the year and dividing that up by the month. And obviously some months, you know, I would exceed that goal. Some months I might fall a little short of that goal. But let me tell you what, that is the secret ingredient because if you don't do that here here's what I was doing and here's what I see so many other artists doing and that is just kind of going with the flow like letting things come to you as they come to you if you happen to sell a painting great and then of course if you don't sell a painting that's not so great right and if you don't sell paintings for months and months and months on end and you're only selling them say two months out of the year at Christmas time well then you're really kind of screwed at that point you know and that's no fun for anybody, right? We all will lose motivation. We'll all lose desire to keep doing our work. And that is not a place where we want to be because we want to be living our thriving, most successful um, lives and contributing our most inspired best work because also our work will suffer as well if we are suffering. So my friends, I hope that you have enjoyed this. If you've liked this video, please comment, please share, please download if you're on the podcast. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Also, feel free to let me know any comments or further questions you have on this topic or other topics uh, related to being a su successful artist, running your art business, and doing that better. Um, you can email info at artlifewithkelly.com, K-E-L-L-I, and I'm looking forward to hearing from you and to discussing even more around these topics with you and sharing everything that I've learned um, since that time, since about 2015, and it's, I've learned a lot. So I'm happy to share that with you and keep these conversations going. All right, my friends, have a fantastic week. As soon as you get off here, set that revenue goal, decide what it is, and remember, this you can always change it later if you need to. But the main point is you have to make a decision on a number and on a time frame. Okay, wishing you all so much success and love. Talk to you soon. Bye.